the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour with Rachel Cruz, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Lisa is in Indianapolis. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm really nervous. That's okay. We've (laughs) never lost a patient. What's up? Okay. Okay. Good. Um, So um, just to get to the point here, uh, about 15 years ago, my husband took out a HELOC. How many years ago? Opportunity. About 15. 15 years ago, he took yeah. out a HELOC, okay. Uh-huh, for an investment opportunity. Uh-huh. And the last few years, it hasn't been paying dividends. It's with his company. And uh, we started Jade's class a few weeks ago, and I love her. <laughs> She's awesome. And we're, we're going through the baby steps and I just feel like we're so out of order because we had our house paid off. Um, and then, and then he, I'm sorry, um, did this investment opportunity. And now I feel like, um, I'm, I'm a little bitter and I'm having a hard time being on board to pay this off together. Cause I'm just upset about it because where, where were you 15 years ago? had two babies and I said, I don't agree with it. And you signed um, the papers anyway. No, I didn't sign any papers. Yes, you did. You don't get I a did. HELOC on someone's personal residence without the spouse's signature. I didn't sign it. I didn't know that. Okay. And, um, Well, I, it, it doesn't matter now. There's a HELOC on your house. Okay. Uh, yes. But mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, it might matter. I don't know. Um, okay, so what do you want to do? Um, I don't know. I was motivated to get. Um, How much is the debt? It's up to 283000 What does and your husband make? The main debt we have. About, we probably bring in about 10000 a month. What was his investment into his co- company? He, he bought into a, 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 a partnership or what? Um, so it was a family-owned company, and he had initially had shares with the company, and then when it sold um, to a private firm, he made all this money off the shares. Where did that money go? So he, um, he reinvested 500000 First, he paid off our house, which is great, and then um, the rest of it, about 500000 he reinvested in the company, and then I guess he was so excited, he decided, oh, well, you know, we're getting a dividend of $600 okay, so the, the investment into the new company is in what form? Is it a publicly traded company or what? No, it's not. It's just um, it's just the company shares. He still it's works there? A private. It's, uh-huh. Okay. So what percentage of this company does he own? 
I don't, uh, he, I don't even know. He has 70, about 75,000 shares. And I asked him. What are the rules to get out of it? Can he sell them? I asked, I asked him that too. And he's like, oh no, we we can't sell them. And I said, well, let's talk to, let's talk to whoever's in charge of this and see what we can do. Yeah. To sell it. Yeah. So that's kind of on his assignment. Cause you know, when we started this, class a few weeks ago it's no, it's like not going to do with the class it's got out. to do it's got to just do with common sense we need yeah. to clear we need to yeah. clear up this mess you've made and you're you're playing russian roulette with our house yeah. it, ain't, it ain't cool dude it's not have you shared with him your feelings about this strongly saying i don't feel safe i want this debt gone is he um, actually listening to that or I, is he going well just trust me trust me i, I got this well, when I, I bring it up, he'll either leave the room or last week when we were listening to Jade's class, I just started crying and talking about it. And I don't, he, and the thing is, he's like the nicest person in the world. He's not a, like a jerk. He doesn't go out and buy things for himself or anything. Oh, I, I, I beg um, to differ. Yeah. I think he bought a lot of stuff for himself, like $500,000 worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While putting your home at risk. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to liquidate this. It's not, okay. A, it's not paying dividends. It's not working. Uh, so I'm kind of yeah. wor- I'm kind of worried about the quality of the company at this stage of the game um, and whether you're yeah. ever going to get a half a million dollars out of it or not. And, B, uh, you want to get your house paid off. And uh, that, you know, he basically borrowed on your home to invest in a business that he's a minority shareholder in which is just uh-huh. dangerous as can be. That's just dangerous because he's got no vote. He can't, you know, I, if you don't have, if you're not a majority shareholder, meaning 51%, you don't control the outcomes of the company. And so other people vote your prosperity in or out. Right. And that's what's happening here. I can, I can tell by the way you've structured this conversation. So yeah, mm-hmm. he needs to, uh, that this sweet man needs to get his money out of his company and pay off his home and um and never sign his wife's name again without her without having a power of attorney um because i don't unless indiana unless indiana has different laws than most states uh you don't get a home equity loan without both spouses both spouses signing on a property on your personal residence now you could do it on a investment property in some states but you can't do it on your personal residence title company won't cover it so now dave i've heard you talk about agreeing with your spouse on financial decisions and you and sharon do this so if you say hey i want to invest this money over here and sharon has a strong feeling as you say yeah does it just not happen what's the conversation we argue about it until i'm right but you know no i argue about it until she's right but you know we come to a conclusion but we're not when in doubt don't is the rule and and so uh, and you know, these days, Lisa, what your, what your role is, is the same as Sharon's because this is the type of crap I did in the old days, uh, not signing her name, but, uh, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure he did that, but I'm kind of thinking he did. Oof. Um, but the, uh, uh, but, but this idea of I'm going to do this, this is the right thing. And she's got two kids and she's like, whatever you want to do, go ahead. And she would say, like, whatever you want to do, honey, which is Southern for you wreck it by yourself, Bubba, and then I'm going to make fun of you. That's what that means. And so, uh, you know, no, we need to have a meeting of the minds. We need to be, and Lisa, your role from this point forward is speak up loudly. 
you have a voice, you have a vote. And both of you get a vote. And if both of you don't place your votes, you stand a much higher probability of losing money on things and buying the wrong things at the wrong times. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services to repair, maintain, or improve your home. Researching dozens of providers is a thing of the past. Neighborly is all you need to remember for a nationwide network of local home service pros. Great company, by the way. Visit neighborly.com to find help near you. Today's question comes from Ben in Florida. He writes, I understand tipping 20% at a restaurant when I'm dining in, but am I obligated to tip at a restaurant when I place a to-go order? There's no service provided other than making a meal, and I drove to pick it up. Am I wrong here? I'm curious what your thoughts are with how crazy tipping has become culturally. This has been all over, Dave, as self-checkouts now have tipping screens. This, you've so done everyone's some exhausted. really funny bits on this. We had there's, Your there's social a lot media of, stuff. On, George Camel, look him up on social media, making fun of the, uh, the, spin, the spin tip move, where they spin the thing around at the fast food joint and ask you to tip. Well, and it's always the, uh, it's just going to ask you a question. Like, you don't know what the question is. Yeah. You know, it's always you know, the an other one scenario. The other one I saw the other day, I was cracking up. And you, we teach generosity. Let's yes. just be clear, okay? One of the reasons to get your money together is to be crazy generous. But the other one was, it's like, I go into it. This guy said, I go into a grocery store, and they're like, do you want to add $10 for hungry children? He's like, no, I want this mega corporation to pay for hungry children. I'm not adding $10. It's like, oh. <laughs> everywhere you go i'm checking out buying a dog collar do you want to help dog oh yeah they have it on online checkout i mean pet smart's got a thing right everywhere they got a a done for ten dollars for starving something and uh listen i i totally believe in taking care of pets i totally believe in taking care of uh starving children and all that but i don't do it at the uh, uh when i'm checking out I'm more thoughtful with my generosity and much larger with my generosity than that. Now, having said all that, the uh, the spin move is this is kind of middle ground here on the to-go order. It's iffy. It's iffy. I think. Dining in, I'm outrageously tipping. Valets, I'm outrageously tipping. A, they're out in the rain, the sun. B, they're driving my really nice car, and I don't want Ferris Bueller's day out. I'm outrageously tipping. Okay, so, uh, all right, so now we've covered that stuff. I believe in tipping. I always leave uh, a, a really nice large bill as a tent on the uh, bed when I leave a hotel room. That's Sitting right move. there on the end, so it's obvious what it was for the uh, the person that's nice enough to clean up that room for me. 
uh, and I didn't have to make my bed that day. Life is pretty good. So, uh, you know, I, I tipped. I'm, I believe in tipping. There were some physical this, services provided. Tipping at a, a fast food joint? No. Tipping at the Starbucks line? No. No, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Tipping your driver? Sure. Tipping your bellman? You better. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Big time. Be outrageously generous with tipping. This one is kind of in the middle. It's not really fast food. It's a dine-in nice restaurant or a semi-nice restaurant that would have given you the opportunity to tip were you to have sat down and had a waiter, which you did not have. But sometimes they assign a waiter, a host, or a person to work this table. Yes. And that's the the caveat here is there is physical effort involved with pack, packaging up all your stuff, making sure the order's right, adding the utensils, all of that. But it's not the same level of service as I walk up to Dave 17 times to make sure he's got water, make sure he's got what he needs, you know, showed him the menu, recommended some wine, whatever it is. So I don't see it in the same category. I don't tip 20% on to-go orders unless it was a giant group order catering. They outserved me. They were amazing. But generally, it's a buck or two, maybe 10% on a to-go order, and some people actually force it now. There's one restaurant in town that I get to-go orders from. They have a 10% service fee built in to to-go orders. So businesses are just going, we're going to force a gratuity, which I'm not a fan of, but they can do what they want to do, and well, I'm choosing to clear, participate. Though, they didn't force you to shop there. No, so I you, chose you, to yeah, still they, eat there. All right, all right, so, yeah, you, that's the caveat. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like the guilted generosity or the forced Gu- generosity. Guilted, guilted, that's the thing with the starving children in the grocery store thing, yeah. Uh, so should you um i think it's a nice thing to do and i think it's a great reason to get your finances in order to just to be able to do that but if you feel guilted into it i I wouldn't do it out of guilt i'm gonna make eye contact while i spin the screen around and go custom tip (laughs) 0.00 there we go that's the way that's the savage george so savage savage. but i got hate on this dave because we posted a funny big time hate and all the comments they're saying i work in the service industry and i can't believe you don't tip 25 percent you don't work in the service industry if you work in fast food let me help you with this you work in a fast food place that's not the service industry the service industry is where you provide service not where you hand food over the counter that someone else cooked no that i'm sorry you're a cashier if you work in the fast food. Well, what, where does the line end, Dave? Our grocery stores, are we going to start tipping? I mean, they bag our groceries. The ba- the Should we guy, not tip them? If the them? guy takes them to my car, those guys, yeah, absolutely. They're getting a tip. Absolutely. But just for scanning it through the checkout line, I don't think it qualifies as gratuity. Yeah. And uh, I was in uh, Mexico and went to a, a nice, uh, they have a whole different set of customs, right? Uh, a, a nice grocery store. A high-end grocery store, so to speak, if you can make, get that right in your head. But um, it's the whole food. This is of not. Mexico. This is not a. This is not. This, you know, this is a nice place, and they don't. They don't do bags. You bring your own bag, right? And if you don't have your own bag, there's these nice little ninety-year-old uh, Mexican ladies standing at the end of the thing, ba- boxing the stuff up in boxes that they brought from the back and helping you out. And I always overtip those ladies. There's just something about them that just says, "Big money, mm. big money." So, yeah, I want to do that for sure. This one, I'm kind of going to be 50-50. I got two thoughts on it. One is I don't want to be guilted into anything. I'm with you. Um, And B, um, I never, there's very few times, I say never, almost never have I regretted being generous. There's very few times I look back, unless I was guilted into it. Okay, but there's very few times I look back that uh, not counting being Wish I didn't give him that five said, bucks, that ten man, bucks. I, I, 
you know, because they're in there working, and I'm just trying. I'm doing well. God's blessed me. Why not? You know, why not? Just be easy with it. Don't be so dead. God give them hard case. But I do resent this spin thing at the counter, and that is guilting. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the $10 thing. I, I skipped the starving children add-on at the thing. I'll take care of starving children through one of the ministries that the Ramsey Foundation that you vetted, that, that we you support, trust. that we vetted, and that we spend a whole lot more than $10. I can promise you that. And give a whole lot more than $10 to that. So we're doing our part, so to speak, but just not through XYZ grocery store. Yeah. You and know? usually there's a compliment as they spin it that's, hey, uh, you know, I love your hair. You ever get one of oh, those? That, oh, that, they never say that to me, George. Oh. I never get love your hair. That's sad. If they <laughs> tried that, you'd get George. a really big tip from Dave if you George, tried that. It never comes up. I, no, I, it wouldn't because that would not be real. It would be. Well, there's an um, expectation. If Dave Ramsey walks in. What are you, a in, smart ankle? You love my hair. What are you, are you like? What is wrong with you? But hair? do you feel pressure as a public figure known for money and generosity? Absolutely. You know, we're, Absolutely. No, they're going to tell the story. And when in, good doubt, and bad. when in doubt, if I'm going to give them a Dave story, it ought to be a good one. That's right. So uh, when in doubt. God's made given me a lot of money to manage, and so I'm. It's easy. I don't that I don't feel guilty about, um, but I'm just very careful. And, and Sharon's like, "You way over tip," and I'm like, "Yep, yep." And when I get to heaven, no one's going to go. Nope, you're not getting in here because you over tip. You're an over tipper. It didn't work. Saint Peter's never gone. Nope, Ooh. you can't come in. You over tip, Dave. It's bad use of money. Because to me, it's a form of generosity in the appropriate situations. This one, gee, this one's right down the middle for me. So what would I'm going to, I'm trying to visualize walking in because I don't do this very often. Yeah. Like if we go to a, get a bunch of barbecue, like you said, a big order. That's what I'm saying. Like we got a family reunion coming up. Sharon will send me up to the barbecue place and I'm picking up like boxes of crap, you know, pickles, like 80 gallons of pickles. You know, I got to go to these parties. All this stuff, man. It's all, well, there's a big family. And so... When I'm doing that, somebody has worked their tail off on that. Yeah, I'm, gonna, that whole I'm thing definitely going to jack that one up. So, but, but if, if I, Dave's I don't do stuff where I have a, I don't know. a single person's order, that's generally my situation. I don't personally do that, so I don't know how I would react. I'm probably when in doubt, though, be generous. It never messes you up. But is, is it a mandatory cultural thing? No. Is it a generosity move? If you do it, yes. This is the Ramsey Show. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Colin and Olivia are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Hi, good. good. How are you? Good. Good. Better than I deserve. Welcome, welcome. Where do you live? We live in Portland, Michigan. All right. What's that near? Um, Lansing. Ah, near okay. Lansing. Gotcha. Cool. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you guys paid off? So we paid off about 61000 in total. Um, mm-hmm. We got married in the process, so mm-hmm. together paid off about 49000 Ah, okay. Of which, 49 since marriage. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And how long since you started working on the sixty-one back? Um, 13 months in total. Okay. Very cool. How long y'all been married? Since September. Oh, yep. wow. All right. Very <laughs> Still good. Still fresh. Super there you fresh. Go. <laughs> and uh, what's, your, uh, what's your range of incomes th- in the last 13 months? Um, so I started as an intern making about 49. Mm-hmm. And then when we got married, um, we I got into my career and we got married and at about 130. Yep. Excellent. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? So I'm a packaging engineer. Mm-hmm. I'm a field service tech for heavy equipment. Very good. Good for you guys. What kind of debt was this 61000 so about fifty four thousand was student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a car loan, a furnace loan, and a credit card. Okay, the way she says that, Colin, you had nothing. 
He was, he actually had nothing. Yeah. No dad at all. I was no. the baggage. No dad at all. Okay. All right. So when you got married, you kind of stepped into this journey she was already on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually got home one day and I walked in and the credit cards were cut up on the on the kitchen table. I was like, okay, well, well we're doing this. <laughs> it just got real. Yeah. <laughs> were you shocked by all this as she started the debt-free journey? Uh, no, I uh, went to high school and we kind of had a financial peace class. So I always, I knew about it and I was all for it from the beginning. Yeah. So what got you fired up and, and on track, Olivia? Um, so I was on my internship um, right before I graduated college. and um, What's your degree in? Um, packaging science. Oh, okay, of course. So um, was on my internship and I uh, got a call from the bank and I had $300 a month in interest payments. And they called just saying that they needed more money. And I was like, I don't have more money. So <laughs> and I was not sure what to do. And I started crying at my desk. And my, my coworker, Chris, was like, have you heard of Dave Ramsey? And I was like, I never have. And um, I didn't learn about this in school. So he turned me on to the podcast. And it was just like that same day. I mean, all day, every day while I was working, when I was you know going on a walk, it was just a total mindset shift from then. So wow. he really turned me on to it. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. So nothing like a little uh, little stress to make you search out a wake-up call. Oh, yeah. Place there was still go, yeah. Definitely, yeah. There was definitely um, a point where I would not go check my mail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just can't. <laughs> I can't live like this anymore. I needed to go get my mail, but I was afraid of the bills, and I was afraid of the payments. And I would just never I – kn- I didn't even know how much debt I had until I started listening to the show because I was afraid to check. So. Yeah, you don't want to add it up. It's, exactly. It's la, 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 yeah. la, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To all of you out there who uh, see a coworker crying at their desk and recommend Dave Ramsey, thank you. Yes. We appreciate you that. You never know. That is, that is one of our more uh, popular marketing techniques, actually. But, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a risky one because, you know, a lot of the times people don't listen. What caused you to go, I'm open to it? Were you just at that kind of rock bottom moment where you went, I'll try anything? Yeah, definitely. I think that it was like um, one of my, my, my coworker had said, if what you're doing isn't working then you obviously need to change what you're doing and i was like well it's not working so why not um, yeah exactly i I had nothing to lose at that point and even if it didn't work i was like well i mean i i tried and um luckily it did the first thing i tried i wasn't into you know um i wasn't really big into the financial game so um this is the first thing i tried it was the only thing i'll probably ever do i think good (laughs) well it's all you'll need to do if you keep doing it i promise you well way to go so how does it feel to be completely free just a few months into your all's marriage? Oh, feels feels good. so good. Yeah, we were, we're closing on our first house on Friday. Yay! So. <laughs> we're so excited. I love it. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's a long way to go from not being able to pay your $300 bill. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very cool. Congratulations. Good stuff. All right, what do you two tell people, a uh, young married couple out there that's thinking, I don't know if I can do this or not, what do you tell them the key to getting out of debt is? I'd say just be consistent. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, even if it's super dim. Don't listen to the people around you because they're all dumb and they don't know what they're doing. Um, I'd say just just except stick for that one guy that came up Chris. when you were crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just sticking with it and just like if you know what you're doing is not working, um, you need a solution and you need a way out. So I mean, just find it within yourself to yeah. be mad at yourself for doing that. So yeah, and I think the big thing for like a me me at least was I'm pretty visionary learner, I guess. So we had like a chart on the fridge and we'd color it as we paid off debt and yeah like watching that debt go down was kind of cool. that debt thermometer thing yeah, that's yeah. a yes. big deal man yeah. you got to have that i think we're all that way 
uh, to some some more so than others, but but everybody it never hurts to have it right in front of you and go, hey, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. Hey, this sacrifice is paying off. Right. Hey, we're you know it's like looking down the scale. You lost some weight if you're trying to lose weight. You know, yeah, yeah. I think I can drink a little more water. This is working. You know, so all, whatever it is you're doing, you keep doing it because we're moving the needle finally in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Good stuff. Wow. You guys are impressive. There's so many couples out there that go, yeah, we have the debt, but we really want the house, right? So they just do everything all at once, and then they wake up one day, and they go, this ain't it. And you guys did it slow and steady. What would you tell those couples who feel like they they want the house, homeownership is such a dream, and you guys waited, and you did it the right way? I would probably just say one step at a time. Like, do get a goal finish the goal before you move on i mean i always i think the focus is just all my all of our friends and family were like this is crazy but i'm like the one step at a time and the focus one thing after another is just it makes so much of a difference you know because we had been looking at houses when we were um in the process of paying off debt and it just i was like oh i just can't do it you know i didn't feel Good. right until it was Good. gone you know yeah well it's you know and now that the ones that were uh you know they were kind of saying you're crazy now look at you only been married since september and you're debt free and got a house yes ding ding so how you like me now you know right i like it so well done you guys proud of you excellent work hey we've got uh the live and give box for you it includes the baby steps millionaires book latest number one bestseller that's the track your own to be millionaires and the total money makeover book which is the process you followed to get out of debt and a financial peace university membership if you've not been through the whole class as a young married couple go through it now even though you're out of debt it's not only about getting out of debt it's about handling money all the way to wealth all the way to generosity so take it if you're not taking it yet and uh, we'll give it to you all as our gift for coming to nashville to do your debt-free scream awesome proud of you guys well done <laughs> colin and olivia from the lansing michigan area Sixty-one thousand paid off in 13 months <sighs> Megan, 49 to 130. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt free. Yeah. 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 That's it. Wow. You know, it is a, a combination of what the 12-steppers say. She said the line twice. If you don't like the results you're getting, you know, continuing to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's the 12-steppers, right? And if you don't like the results you're getting, it's time to change the recipe. Mm. If you're baking a cake and it keeps turning out chocolate and you wanted vanilla, change the recipe. Something's wrong, right? You're not getting what you want out of this thing. You can't keep doing the same thing. So she made a change. That is such a basic human thing, and yet so many people just continue to do the same thing and go, well, I don't know. You think that we elect a new president, maybe I'd be okay. No, doofus, it's you. You got to change you. Me, I'm looking in the mirror. I go, you, you guy in the mirror, doofus, you got to change you. You're the problem. And that's exactly what Olivia did, man. She changed everything. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the greatest gifts God has given man is free will to stop doing stupid stuff and do smarter stuff. That sounds like a theologian right there. I don't know if that made it into the Bible. Free but will to stop doing stupid stuff. That's my spark notes. And second hesitations. There we go. This is the Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey Solutions. Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888 825 
paying off debt is smart. That enables you to save and invest, which is smart. Enables you to be generous, which is smart. But also, you not only play offense, you need to play defense, and that's good insurance protecting your finances from emergencies. There's 10 kinds of insurance that you might need and a whole bunch of kinds you don't need. And uh, we built a tool to help you figure this out. It's completely free. It's called the Coverage Checkup Tool. Tells you which types to add, which types to drop, which types to adjust. Even ranks your coverage list by importance. We'll email it back to you from our Ramsey Trusted Insurance Providers. You can get the plan in place fast, and uh, it'll be, it might be the five, most important five minutes of free you do this year. Could end up saving you a ton of money because sometimes we're buying the wrong kinds of insurance or buying insurance the wrong ways. So visit RamseySolutions.com slash checkup, RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. Alvin is with us in North Dakota. Hey, Alvin, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Sure. What's up? Well, my question is, should I pause baby step two to stack up cash for my son's private school, or should I cash flow it monthly when he starts to attend? How much is it? Uh, it's 6000 yearly. $6,000 a year? Yes, sir. And what do you make? What's your household income? Um, 91,000 a year. Okay. All right. Um, is it all due? Is it, is it normally paid? They have a monthly plan. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Do they charge an interest or an extra fee on the monthly plan? Uh, it's a $50 fee to pay monthly. One time or each month? One time. Okay. Um, I probably would just make it a monthly. Just put it in my budget. What do you think, George? Yeah, well, I think putting you know five hundred bucks as a line item in your budget, and still allowing you to make headway on your debt. I like that plan better than just waiting until you know we have the money. Because what's running through my head is you, either way, you're going to have to put it as a line item in your budget. You're going to have a sinking fund say, now. I'm I'm building up a pile of cash here, and I'm throwing five hundred bucks a month at that for ten months. Or for twelve months, so I've got six thousand um, dollars, or I'm you know whatever six hundred for ten, or however you want to break it down, fifteen hundred for four. I don't whatever it is, some way or another, I'm going to end up having a line item in my budget, and I think I'll just make it a monthly payment. What's left on your debt? I have fifteen thousand left on my debt. Okay, all right, and you can do this. It's it's not an outrageous percentage of your the uh, of your household income. Uh, which might lead me to an objection for private schools, whether or not you can afford it. But I think you can afford this and still get out of the other stuff, don't you? Yes, sir. I think they can. Yeah, yeah. I think you just – what, what are you leaning towards, Alvin? Which way would you rather do it? There's not a wrong answer, okay? As long as you're paying for it, you're not putting it on a credit card, we're fine. So wh which way would you rather do it? Would you rather do it monthly or uh, just back it up and do it? Um, I was leaning toward – Packing it up and paying it at once. Okay, but then I, then I also fear that if I have all that money set aside, um, and an emergency happens, I'll be looking at that as so oh, that I need to use that now. Yeah, well, I mean, if you can't, uh, you know, 
pinky swear and spit shake, you're going to keep your money's off, hands off of it. Then if you, if you're not comfortable, you're going to keep your hands off of it. Then I wouldn't, I would not stack it. But, um, what kind of debt is a 15? It's a auto loan. It's my, my only debt. Yeah. How quick are you going to have that clear? Um, without the private schooling, I would be done in 10 months. Okay. So you're not necessarily doing the private schooling. Um, I am doing it. He's, he's enrolled, but okay. So, so I don't think I added, without the private schooling is not an option then. No. So no, without it's, it's 10 months, you're saying it'll take an extra, what, six months beyond that? Yes. Okay. I would also find a way to make it up and go, how can I make an extra six grand over the next 12 months so that I don't hold back the debt payoff process? Yeah. Let's, let's, um, let's check this up, tighten down the budget and, and raise the income if possible to add some fuel to the fire. If you aren't comfortable that you're going to leave the money alone, if something pops up, then I would not stack it. Uh, you know, just one of the things I have to do is I have to put systems in place to guard me from me. And I do that quite frequently. Like there are no donuts in my house because if they're there, I will eat them. And so I just don't have donuts in my just house. That, that's the a temptation. System. That's a system. I have no donuts in my house and my wife does not bring donuts into my house. Well, Sharon wouldn't touch a donut. Uh, no, she's health food nut, but but she knows I'll eat them. It would she, be vegan and gluten free. Dave's no, like, I don't that, even want that. That's not even a real that's donut. That's not real food. That's not real donuts. But yeah, so I mean, you have to build systems in to keep you uh, automatic. Like I, I put a bunch of our investing stuff on automatic draft. And then I've not thought about it in 15 years. It just automatically comes out every month. I've got a big chunk that comes out of my uh, personal account and goes into a, a S&P 500 for investing in real estate later. It's a big old check every month. And I, it's been coming out of there forever. And I'm just not used to it not being. Forget about it. It's like something. it's not there. You know, it's auto. So there was a book many years ago that was a bestseller David Bach wrote called Automatic Millionaire. Yes. And his concept was put as many things on autopilot as you can. And I, I don't disagree with that. It's easier than trying to, trying to form a habit, uh, that our friend James clear would talk about from atomic habits, but, but two good books, both worth reading, but the, uh, 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 yeah, that's, that's the way to look at it. So I, Alvin, I try to protect me from me and you, you said that about you. So I'm putting yours on payment. That's the first step is self-awareness. Putting it on payment is what I'm doing. I'm just going to pay the extra 50 bucks and let it run. I did that with, uh, early in our budgeting career. I, uh, put the, uh, budget billing on the utilities, which made it it the same amount every month. And then once a year, there's a true up, you're either over or you're short and there's a true up once a year. And it's not dramatic because their estimating, estimating systems pretty, was pretty good back in those days we don't do that now so but uh that helped me smooth the budget out so i always knew what utilities are going to be except once a year and uh and you pay a little extra fee for that and uh, i actually had my car insurance back in the day because when i first started doing this stuff i had quarterly car insurance talk about a nightmare wow once a quarter you've got a big save 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 pay save 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 pay so it was just it's a mini like, sinking fund. It's like it was all the time. I was always paying. It felt like so. I just put the thing. I paid an extra. I don't know. Like he said, thirty bucks a year or something. And just put it on a monthly and never thought about it again until I finally wasn't using that company and I just went to an annual. Yeah. Many years later. Well, now it's easier because I use every dollar and they have sinking funds you can set up in there. So once a year, I pay my annual insurance premiums. And but I you have to. What happened? The trick of that is you have to emotionally divorce yourself from the money. Yes. Like it's gone. It came out and it's over there in the education 
kids' private school fund, and I, I don't own that money anymore. It's like it's gone emotionally. It's like that money coming out for an investment. It's not there. I can't buy a, I can't buy a toy with it because it's a, it's not for toys. It's for investments. And it's gone. And you kind of if you get you have to get some maturity. Well, that that's just and discipline. I've done it for thirty years, so it's easy. But the uh, I had to set it aside. I had to have a separate account, savings account, just for the emergency fund. Never touch that one account. That's the account that has a do not touch stamp on it. And I've never touched it. Oddly enough, I've never had an emergency big enough in, in decades you could even get close flow. to it. That I couldn't cash flow it. Yeah. Uh, and some of that is I've got pretty good cash position, but uh, but but it, it just it's not there. That money's not even in my it's not even in my emotional equation. And that's just really important, folks, that you, you set yourself up for winning like that. Those are good good thoughts from um and and really in a sense that's what uh clear talks about in atomic habits as well so good stuff george camel ramsey personality i'm dave ramsey your host that puts this hour of the ramsey show in the books Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.